It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, May 23rd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is continuing our goalie week coverage with some draft-eligible goaltenders. Yeah, really like it. It'll be fun. We're going to cover Jacob Fowler, Carson Bjarnson, Adam Gajon, and Ewan Huey all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with prospect expert Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, before we dig into the goaltending conversation, uh, J.R. Avon and Brian Zanetti are headed to the Memorial Cup with their Peterborough Peets. Very exciting. They won the OHL championship this year. Yeah, the Mem Cup's fun. It's a good time of year. Not always a great place to scout prospects. There's going to be a few in there, in there, but, and I mean draft prospects. There's always right. prospects, obviously the Flyers prospects and many others, but there'll be a few draft prospects. But overall, I'll, I'll peek in on it because I, I really like it. I've covered a few. Always fun. Yeah, you'll be able to watch those games on NHL Network, I believe, in the U.S. So it should be a good time and a good chance to check in on those Flyers prospects. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Halifax did not make it to the Memorial Cup. Uh, Quebec defeated them. Uh, we had talked about Halifax last week when we covered Matthew Cataford um, in part of our draft coverage as well. But uh, looking forward to all of that coming up up may 25th to june 4th yeah quebec had this patrick wall guy carrying around like a trophy on the ice yeah i don't know man (laughs) (laughs) all right so continuing our conversation this week uh, for goalie week on the flyers goalie depth situation on yesterday's show if you haven't listened go back and check it out. Uh, we discussed our existing top three goalies in Carter Hart, Felix Sandstrom, and Sam Erson. Uh, we kind of hinted at the lack of depth that the Flyers have in goaltending beyond that. Uh, we have Nolan Meyer, uh, who has played for the Phantoms and Royals, who was on a one-year deal, so not currently signed for next year. Pat Nagel was mixed Phantoms and Royals this past year, was also on a one-year deal. So really not a lot of depth available. Our last goalie that the Flyers drafted was in 2021, and that's Alexei Kolosov. Uh, He was drafted 78th overall in the third round. Um, No goalies drafted in 2022. Kolosov is not yet signed, uh, plays for Dynamo Minsk in the KHL. This past season in 42 games played a 2.54 GAA and a 9.12 save percentage. I would say good, but not as good as Ivan Fedotov, right? Yeah, I mean, and we're never going to see Fedotov. I'm pretty sure of that. So, yeah, you, you're not going to rush out to sign Kolosov, and you don't know 
if he'd be able to come over, but they're not going to rush out to sign him. Right. Uh, he plays internationally for Belarus. Uh, so again, that was the other country besides Russia who had been banned in international competition. So very yeah. difficult other than in the KHL to see Kolosov play. And so with him kind of really the only goaltender in our depth, who's technically in the system, you know, with our rights. Hard to believe that they've ignored this position, Rachel, but they have. They they really have. And, you know, normally I would think you would pick at least one goaltender in a draft. Um, obviously, with limited draft picks, maybe that's why they didn't pick one last year. Still need goalies. It, Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And so it puts the Flyers in a really difficult position. So that's why, you know, we're talking a lot about goaltending this week. And we're going to cover eight, maybe even more goaltenders available in this draft because I think you know for the Flyers we're still going to draft a forward in round one or ideally a forward in round one so we're not talking about taking a goalie there no. right no no I don't believe there's one that's worthy of taking there so no yeah so it's really like in round three and further down and you know the Flyers obviously you know we've talked about this ad nauseum we're upset they don't have a second round draft pick but as it stands now they have a couple of third round draft picks plus several picks in other rounds later on multiple picks so a fourth round pick could be a goalie a sixth mm -hmm. round pick could be a goalie any any one of those and so we're going to cover a bunch of, of guys available at that level but I think it's just really important, again, to emphasize, you know, why it's so important for the Flyers to get a goalie in this draft. Yeah, I mean, biggest reason, like you said, we've talked about just the guys at the NHL level. And then after that, it really dissipates quickly, right? Um, so you have to get one or two in this draft. And the thing is, I know people probably say, nah, just get it in the fourth, fifth or sixth. Well, Okay, but of the seven or eight goalies, you don't really want the seventh or eighth best. That's not going to help the Flyers. They've done that before, and you don't get great results. We, You don't know how much longer Carter Hart would be with the team. You can't assume that. And based on that, you don't know Ursan's a guaranteed number one, or if he is, how long he might be able to handle that position, if he could even handle it. So that's why you're going through this, because, again, you're looking at the next three to five years. So get one now and get a better one now. Otherwise you get more of a project that's going to take longer. It could take five years. Yeah. And that's why I think it's very important that in the third round, if they keep those two picks that are there, I believe one of them should go to a goalie. And Me in too. fact, I would consider for the right one of these goalies and you'll have to decide for yourself, but for me, I would consider trading up in the third round to get the goalie you want and maybe lose one of those lower rounds. Yeah, I'll lose one of those picks if I get the goalie that's number one or two or, you know, maybe, yeah, one, two or three on my board, I might do it. Yeah, I think it's absolutely worth considering given how uh, empty the Flyers coffers are in the goaltending position. Yeah, it's bad. Can you talk a little bit about this draft class overall with mm -hmm. goaltenders in terms of, you know, what's the overall quality compared to past years? And, you know, what are we looking at in this landscape? I mean, I've, I've spoken to a few people too. Goalies are hard, but the overall quality is there's definitely going to be four or five or six that could make the NHL. Then you're asking yourself, well, are they strictly backups? No, there's a few one B's out there for sure. Are there any one A's? No, I think there's a 1A, 
Maybe mm-hmm. there's two one A's, but that's probably it. But again, in this era, you don't have to necessarily get a one A anymore. You definitely need a one B though. And that's where I'm saying, get at least the third guy on your board, because we're seeing that, Hey, you don't want your goalie playing North of 55, North of 50 games anymore, really. So that one B that you have, you know, you're going to have for 30, 40 games, something like that. Maybe, you know, a little more. So based on that, if you could get one of those goalies in the draft, that's good because again, to have a goalie, uh, under an ELC for a while makes your cap a lot easier to manage too. And would you say in terms of this draft class that the North American goalies are better than the European or vice versa, or is there just no way to tell because it's comparing apples to oranges in the leagues? No, I mean, I I think it's a mix. I might give the slight edge to North America, but just a slight edge. All right. Well, there's a lot of them to look forward to covering. We are going to do that up next. We're going to start with Carson Bjarnason and very excited to talk about him. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for the fun you'll have. My favorite part of their app is that it's great for getting notified about last-minute tickets and Game Time flash deals. Plus, you can get views from your seats, which is so important for me personally. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you'll never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. Use their code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. We will be continuing our draft-eligible goalie content on Thursday's show. And on tomorrow's show, we're excited to welcome Steph Driver from Broad Street Hockey Radio. We're going to talk all things Flyers off-season. Very excited to bring you that conversation. Uh, Kicking off with Carson Bjarnason of the infamous Brandon Wheat Kings. I feel like that team gets thrown a lot around a lot with with the Flyers, but uh, he is the top goalie uh, for central scouting in the North American scouting list. 6'3". Right now, he's ranked in the late second round, early third round. But again, with goalies, it's kind of hard to tell. It's one of those things. We know in the draft, once one goalie gets picked, then yeah, then a run of them happens. A run of them happens because people panic, like their goalie selection is going to be gone later. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But um, he has been with Brandon for the last couple of years and had pretty solid seasons. I wouldn't say stellar, but um, also played for Canada's U18 team in uh, the recent uh, U18 Worlds. Good at tracking the puck, a solid glove, 
Uh, to me, I, I'm very intrigued about this top ranking because I feel like looking at some of the other goaltenders, there's reason to maybe rank them higher. Is it the fact that he's 6'3", leading people to think he'll go further? Or is it really his No, player? I mean, there's there's a bigger goalie than he in the draft, and there's a couple of other 6'3 guys. So I don't think it's that. For whatever reason, they favor him. Maybe um, they have more views of him and they liked him better. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have ranked him one. That doesn't mean he's not a good goalie. That's just my preference. I, I do like his glove, like you said. I do, do think he looks big in the net. He is very athletic. And he did pretty well in the international competition. There were some moments where I didn't love. And, and maybe that's why he wouldn't be number one for me. But again, you know, the uh, central scouting was done before the U18 Worlds, which again, still makes no sense to me but okay that's when they wrapped it up so had they waited until after i don't think he'd be number one rachel i just i just don't but i don't want to take it away from him because he is a good goalie right you know you look at his stats he was four and two in that u18 world's uh, 849 save percentage 3.51 goals against so I wouldn't say that's anything to write home about when you're supposed no. to be a goaltender for one, like one of the top teams in the world. Now, Canada struggled allegedly. a little bit. Allegedly. Canada struggled in that tournament. So overall, so you can't put it all on the goaltender, but those stats certainly do not stand out. Uh, for Brandon, a 900 save percentage, 3.08 goals against average in 47 games. Again, fine, but nothing to write home about here. Right. And again, sometimes goalies come out on that other side and then we say, oh, you know what? This guy just keeps getting better and better. Maybe that'll happen. But right now, based on everything I see, I like him. Just wouldn't have him as the number one. Yeah, one of the thing that int intrigued me about him, I watched one of the little profiles uh, videos of him from his team. He's also a musician. He plays guitar and drums. And to me, that is the perfect skill that complements being a goaltender because you're dealing with rhythm, you're dealing with tempo, mm -hmm. you're dealing mm -hmm. with you know really intense coordination when you're playing guitar and drums. And I think that's the perfect kind of thing to do as a goaltender to supplement your activities, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I played clarinet and was pretty good at that. I tried drums because it was cooler. Couldn't. It's I hard. Was, it's really it was, hard. I was bad. I just didn't have it. So I just went strictly to sports after that. But I did give it a go because I thought, oh, drumming's cool. You know, just couldn't do it. Yeah. What do you think his ceiling is or path to the NHL? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, if I'm going to guess, I'll, I would guess him as back up to one B like that's, I think that's the range for him. All right. Uh, our next goaltender is Jacob Fowler of the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL. Uh, love this kid uh, personally. Yeah. Um, he's from Florida. So mm -hmm. that's cool and interesting. Plus, he is uh, committed to Boston College next year. If that sounds familiar, that's where everybody good is committed to for next Pretty year. Pretty much. From the, Will from Smith, the US. Ryan Leonard. Yeah, yeah everybody. There. Yeah, Cutter Gauthier is there. So uh, easy way to keep track of Jacob Fowler going into uh, next season. Again, similarly ranked, a uh, late second round to third round, but not. Uh, actively ranked in as many places as Bjarnason is. This is what intrigued me so much because 
Um, I think, you know, you really needed to have later season data in your rankings. Yes. Um, yes. So, cause he's number five overall in that North American. Yeah. Central. Not, not accurate to me, in my opinion. No. Um, I thumb my nose at that. Yeah, really, really six, two. Um, to me, if you look at his accolades this season, it is absolutely off the charts. Um, in the championships for the USHL this season, he went three and zero, oh, an incredible 0.64 goals against average, 976 save percentage. He had a 22 save shutout in the finals, was the MVP of the USHL finals, was USHL goaltender of the year. I mean, that's that's a remarkable accomplishment, right? Yeah, they had to wait for that. That's that's why I didn't like the way the rankings sort of ended that way. Uh, but he is, you know, he's got a strong core. He may have the strongest core of anybody. This guy makes like electric legs, leg saves. Like I used to see guys make like in the eighties, um, but he makes multiple of them and he could, and he's really quick with the leg saves and he can go right off the pad into the corner. Uh, and not a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys, um, not with the regularity he does. That's what I would say. So I really like that. He does look bigger in net. I think he's also just a guy that um, just the power, like, like I said, the power in his core is what really gets me. I like his glove. I think he's very athletic, but the power in his core um, to be able to face the guys now that are crashing the net in, in, uh, in the NHL, I think he'll be up for that. And so, yeah, uh, based on what he did in Youngstown, he's ranked much higher than that. And definitely moved up on teams' boards if he wasn't moved up already, which I think he was, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, given the fact that, you know, he had the best goals against average and the best save percentage in the USHL, uh, it says a lot about him because it's a it's a really challenging league and especially when you have the yeah. u.s national team development program which is supposed to have the top goaltender uh in the u.s playing right there to have you know somebody from youngstown play better than that i think is a good indicator overall of what kind of level jacob fowler is at um totally and he still might him. only be the second best goalie in that league or third best depending on who you uh, who you talk to Exactly. Um, one of the things I found interesting about uh, scouting reports on him is that he's really good at puck handling behind the net and the passing. Mm -hmm. But to me, that seems like something if you rely on that as part of your game as a goaltender at the lower levels, translating that to the speed and the caliber of forechecking in the NHL is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're special at it, which I don't know if he's special at it. That's why I talked about the way he directs his leg saves. I think that's much more valuable because if you take a hot shot and you get into corners and mm -hmm. your guys are good at retrieving the puck, you're already getting the puck and you're moving it up the ice. Anyhow, you don't have to worry about what your stick does. I think that's far more valuable. So I just think Agreed. that, yeah, he he's, he's just got a lot of good mechanics and there's a lot to like here. He's probably, if I think about it, my second or third favorite in this draft. So do you think he could be a 1B in the NHL? Yeah, I think there's a very good chance of that. I do. And the fact also to me that he's going into college hockey, I think is the perfect training ground for him and oh, to yeah. be at a top program. Because it's not just that he'll play really good competitive games and really get a sense of 
a more physical and speed oriented game at the NA at the NCAA level, but the players on his team, like the practices that he is going to get and the kinds of shots he is going to face in practice to me says that he'll take steps forward that maybe other goaltenders will not. Yeah. And he'll play in hockey East and he'll play in the bean pot and all those things will be good. Mm -hmm. So there'll be some additional moments where you could kind of gauge him in high leverage situations. And I think that's good for him. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, even if you have doubts about him, I think he's a good risk to take overall. And I think like we just said, you're going to have really prime opportunities to see him play and to really get a sense right away about whether he can progress or not. Um, And, you know, he could be a goaltender that, blossoms like right away or you could see it maybe his junior year him take over yeah and i mean the fact for the flyers that you know cutter gauche who you're hoping will be one of your top players uh in the near future not bad if you draft a goalie that that's playing with him so there's some familiarity uh all that kind of stuff helps any kind of continuity helps so i would have fowler on the radar for the flyers if i were them Absolutely. So we will definitely keep an eye on him. We've got some more goalies to talk about in the next segment with Adam Gajan and Yuan Huey coming up next. All right, Russ, Adam Gajan of the Chippewa Steel of the NAHL also played for the Green Bay Gamblers in the USHL uh but was primarily in the NAHL, which is the second tier junior league. But it's a great goalie league. And it's a great goalie league because sometimes goalies just can't find enough jobs. There's just not enough jobs. If you want to be a number one goalie, you don't want to necessarily, we've seen what happens with former Flyers goalies when you're like the backup in North Dakota and you just almost never get to play, right? And so that happens in some of these leagues too. So then enter the USHL. And he sent out tapes, and and Chippewa is the one that responded. And that's good because he he got a lot of playing time there. You know, he got some playoff experience there. Uh, Then he went to Green Bay. The thing with Green Bay was once he played a certain amount of games in Green Bay, he was set for next year, so nobody could draft him. So he knows he's going back to Green Bay, and then he'll go to Minnesota Duluth. So his his Mm -hmm. path is very good. I like his path. I like his height at 6'3". Uh, he, um, he works, he's got a full-time goalie coach and he also, that goalie coach likes, does a little baseball catch with him, which is good. Uh, the coach made fun of him though, because he doesn't really catch it like a baseball player would. He kind of like does the catch and release like a goalie does. And, you know, like right. in baseball, he's like telling them like, they don't do that in the game, you know, but, but it's good because, you know, you get a feel of another glove and it's a way to play off ice. And he does that catch ball thing where you, the ball comes back to him. That's a really good thing for goalies that they could do in their spare time. So he he's always working at it. He's a, a smart and engaging guy. And at the time that I interviewed him, um, Canadians um, prospect Philip Mayshar um, was actually asleep in the car while he was interviewing with me because they had just gotten <laughs> back. They had just gotten back to Slovakia and where they near where they live. And he had fallen asleep in the car and he was doing, you know, and he's doing the interview. So two, one top prospect of the Canadians and then another potential top prospect of some team this year. Yeah. And he is Slovakian. Um, if his name sounds yeah. familiar to you, 
uh, he had the top save percentage in World Juniors this past mm-hmm. year, really shown in that tournament. Um, he had a notable game against Team Canada. He had 53 saves on 57 shots, uh, where Canada won an OT with one of the patented Connor Bedard winners, but still played absolutely outstanding in that game, kept Slovakia in it in a, a bunch of games in that tournament. And so I think he, he's a really interesting guy to, to keep an eye on. And I think that given the fact that he's an overager as well and really did the work to get from an undrafted guy to being one of the you know upper goaltenders being considered in this draft it is a really good path and is a good indication for his path forward. Yeah, the only thing is, um, is that I don't know if he'll be there for the Flyers pick. Like, that's the thing. He could go late second or before they pick in the third. Right. And that's why I I mentioned trading up in the third round to get the goalie of choice. Because if this is the guy that the Flyers want as their goaltender, it it could be worth trading up for for a guy like him. Um, Again, just his work ethic is unmatched, I think amongst some of the European goaltenders. Um, great anticipation, excellent rebound control. Uh, really, really think he's he's a good option for the Flyers. Yeah, there's, again, he and he is one that right now he's a little hard on himself and says he could look bigger in that. Like he, because I had noticed that he does crouch a bit and he feels like, yeah, you know, I, I could be, I could be a little bigger in that. So, if Which that is interesting because he's one of the tallest guys. <laughs> right. But it is how you present yourself at that position too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an important thing. So we'll see where that sort of lands him. But I think that's something to keep an eye on because that's could make him even better. Uh, speaking of familiar names, Ewan Huey uh, of the Lausanne HC club in Switzerland. He is the son of Cristobal Huey. Uh, obviously, Cristobal represented France. Uh, Ewan represents Switzerland, where he grew up. Um, he is not ranked anywhere, but he has that legacy of Huey goaltending. Um, and as an 18-year-old, was put into the Swiss top league for half of a period, um, stopped all the shots that he faced. And that's a big deal at 18 years old to get a shot at the top league, even in, in uh, Switzerland. It is. And and I felt like he, you know, got roughed up for lack of a better word against Canada. Uh, but again, he didn't have a lot of defense in front of him. I, I do like the way he moves post to post. He's really good one on one. Like he made some tremendous one on one saves or even if you go two on one on him, he's very acrobatic that way. Not the biggest guy. But again, if for some reason, you know, like some of these guys that we're mentioning are gone, and he's available, I, I might go for him because there is a good lineage there. Um, you have to sometimes take a chance that sometimes guys will grow too and you can't fully worry about it. UC Soros bucks the trend. I forget um, if Huey is 5'11", I think. I forget. Um, he's reported as six foot, but, you know. Six foot, okay. Grain of yeah, salt yeah. with those. No, but that's fine. I mean, he's right in that range where I say, yeah, you know, you'd like him to be 6'2 these days, but there's a lot of goalie knowledge there that could 
be put on him and, and he's solid. He really is. And so I, you know, I would look at him for sure. Yeah. And, you know, in that U18 tournament, you're right. He kept that Swiss team in it when maybe they shouldn't have been otherwise. Um, yeah. He had the third best goals against average in that tournament, the fifth best save percentage. Um, his stats um, were, were, you know, I, I would say pretty solid in that tournament. Yeah. Considering, All- like I said, Canada beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to me also, he may be somebody who's available in the fourth round uh, for the Flyers. With that name, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep him on the list. That's why we're talking about him here. Uh, You know, wouldn't be as highly ranked as the others we've talked about. That's for sure. But um, should be under consideration, especially given where the Flyers are going to pick in this draft. Uh, yeah, so lots to talk about with the goaltenders, uh, everydayers. We're going to have Steph Driver tomorrow on the show. And then on Thursday, we're going to dig right back into some other goaltenders, including Trey Augustine from the U.S. Yep. Development Program, amongst others. Plus just because who- Rachel says his name doesn't mean that's the right pick for the Flyers. But just I want people to know that. Well, we are going to also talk about the goaltender who Russ thinks is the top choice overall so we'll uh keep that a mystery until we talk about it on thursday as a reminder we always want to hear from you send in your mailbag questions via twitter at locked on flyers you can email us at locked on flyers at gmail or comment over on youtube i'm rachel i'm on twitter at r miriam that's r m i r i a m i'm russ i'm at sportsology s-p-o-r-t-s O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.